Welcome to Sermon q and I'm Pastor Michael. I am here with Pastor Craig and Pastor Alex. And on February 6, 2022, we launched a two-week series on John the Baptist. And Pastor Craig, the question for you is, how do I make much of Jesus at my job? I think it's easy for us and John the Baptist to do that. But like, what if I work a non-pastoral, non-ministry job? And how do I prioritize and point to Christ? Right. That's a good question because... Uh, as you live life in the in the world around you, your identity in Christ is going to automatically come out. Uh, that's how you're created to live. In theory, well, in theory, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the so the challenge is, how does that happen at work? And is work a place where you can evangelize? And so the quick answer to that is, you're hired to work. You're not hired to evangelize. And so you must be faithful to what you've agreed in that contract to do. Mm-hmm. So if your evangelism is getting in the way of your work, or if it's creating barriers so that your work can't get done, then you probably need to reconsider and say, <clears throat> am I being a little overzealous in the way that I am living Christ out at my work? Or if you don't work well, no one will take your faith seriously. That's exactly right. Yeah. So you, you. you look at Joseph. Joseph is a great example of this. Uh, Joseph sold into slavery by his brothers. You know, he's he's in Egypt. And like this guy, no matter where he goes, he's the best at whatever he does. Yeah, hardest he's, a, worker, yeah. he's a servant in the house and he's the best servant that there can be. So, the, so he gets made the head of the household. And then he goes to jail and he's the best prisoner he can be. So he gets made <laughs> head of the prison. It's crazy, this yeah. story, right? But it's an example to us, I think, of... When we're hired to do a job, we do the best at that job that we can that we can do. And inevitably, Christ will, if we are redeemed and a follower of Jesus Christ, our character will come out even more than we think that it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes the most irritating people are the people that try and preach at you while you're trying to do your job. And so you, you want to... <laughs> like when we're preaching and they're trying to work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say, hey, I, I'm Listen, trying to I'm do trying my to job work right here. Now. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Me too. Back off. Yeah, so... I've got some ideas yeah. on how okay. to how to do this practically, all right? So, because everybody, again, presumably, when you're at work, you want to be an example for Jesus Christ. So, I have some W's for you to remember, all right? So, these, these are some pretty—have a willing heart. In other words, be ready for the opportunities when they come your way. Even pray about it. Pray and ask God, show me an opportunity today where my faith can come through. And it may not be 20-minute dissertation on, you know, Leviticus, but it, it, that you give somebody over lunch break. But it may be just speaking truth into their lives, right? Just just a little encouragement like Jesus would do. Right. Well, and here's the assumption. If you start with the first part that you talked about, which is you're there to work. You're there to do your job with integrity, with consistency. Like, that's what you're there for. The, that Those opportunities to like going into with a willing heart, those opportunities are going to open themselves up. You're going to have a chance when people see your character, your character gives you permission to speak. That's true. And I think God will open those doors. So the first one is a willing heart. The second one is a watchful eye. What I mean by that is, look for opportunities as God presents them to you. It's amazing how in the run of a day, people (laughs) will will open a door for you and we we don't take advantage of it. We yeah. we quickly move into another conversation. We miss those opportunities. So have a watchful eye. You never know what somebody is going to come to you with. I recently talked to a guy just off the cuff who uh who who just brought, he, he, we were having a great conversation all of a sudden he's an unbeliever. I, I don't know him. He was a stranger. He just brought up, "Hey, my kids hate me." 
And I, and I said, oh, that's really unfortunate. What, you know, wh why would you even share that with me? <laughs> and uh, so he told me a little bit. And uh, it, there's, there's a circle of disappointment in his family with father figures. And so I said, listen, this can stop with you. If, if, you, if you realize that life is more than you think it is, life is more than your paycheck or pleasing yourself or being a narcissist, you, you can stop this circle and your, your kids can learn to, you know, love you um, and not hate you like you hate your dad, basically. And so it's amazing how the, the conversation just flowed in that direction simply because I, I, I was having a watchful yeah. eye. Like, what could I say yeah. to this person? That's good. The third one is wise counsel. Uh, be prepared to give an answer for the hope that lies within you, right? Don't walk in. This is why actually I went to Bible school. I was, I was only going to go for one year because people were asking me questions about life and I didn't know the answers. Yeah. And uh, they were asking me questions about the Bible. I didn't know the answers. So I thought I'll go to Bible school for one year so that I can at least have a, have a good answer, mm -hmm. right? And uh, so I think we need to have wise counsel. Mm -hmm. And you could pray to the Holy Spirit if you're a new believer, uh, and you lack knowledge of Scripture, it's amazing to me how new believers are so in tune with the Holy Spirit and they can speak mm. truth un unbeknownst to, to what they're actually doing to the, for, for themselves. And then the last one I would say, the last W is a wreck-free example. Um, don't be, like you said earlier, Alex, don't be the kind of person that says you're a Christ follower and you're a total jerk at work, right? So I, I think uh, having a wreck-free example means being a genuine example of your faith um, when you do your work. Uh, so you, you don't cheat. You don't you don't take things home with you. You don't uh, you don't lie so that you look better in front of the boss. Steal time. You don't right? steal. Yeah. yeah, you punch. Bring the a bullhorn into your office and you just start telling people they're going to hell. Yeah, so, yeah. Don't do that. You're, you're going to tick people off. Yeah. So I would say those, those W's, here they are again, have a willing heart, have a watchful eye, be ready for providing wise counsel, and remember to give a wreck-free example. I think those are, those are some things that I would tell anybody if they're thinking, I'd like to be an example at work more than I am right now. And remember, it doesn't matter how good you are. At an evangelist, yeah. uh, as an evangelist, because it's the Holy Spirit that draws people's yeah. hearts to, to, yeah. to Jesus. It's not your words yeah. or your ability yeah. to, uh, to, to, to put a sentence together. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the Holy Spirit that draws people. Well, I think the assumption in all of this is that God is drawing or offering or moving in everyone's life in one way or another. You don't Absolutely. know where they're at. And so the assumption is God loves this person. Um, and he's doing something, and if I can be a part of that, even if it's just I'm a, they know I'm a Christian and I give them a kind word, or they might be ready to trust in Christ. So thank you for that. Four W's, love it. And I want to thank you for joining us. We have plenty more questions and answers to come here on Sermon Q&A.